We here at Yash Jesus believe that God doesn't make mistakes. Not with people and not with produce. Which is why we're so excited to be partnering with Imperfect Foods. Imperfect Foods is an online grocer that recovers ugly produce and surplus foods that would otherwise go to waste. And delivers fresh, customizable boxes to your door for up to 30% less than the grocery stores. We're talking farmer's market quality girls. Without the hassle of going out of your house, honey. Without the hassle. And now, Imperfect has expanded to include pantry staples like lentils, rice, olive oil, and bread, you name it, to help round out your shopping. <laughs> girls, I just got my weekly shipment of imperfect produce, and let me tell you. Ooh, spill it, girl, spill it. I got this ugly little watermelon that puts the pretty little peach in Call Me By Your Name to shame. <laughs> That's the tea! Trust me, you're going to want to get in on this. To get your first shipment of perfectly imperfect farm fresh produce, go to imperfectfoods.com and use the promo code YASJESUS. That's Y-A-S-S-J-E-S-U-S. Kings and queens and in between sinner saints, and I don't know if I is or I ain't. Welcome to another spectacularish episode of Yash Jesus. I'm your host, Daniel Franzese, and as always, and currently remotely, I'm here with my bestie, Azariah Southworth. Welcome, everybody, because today here at Yash Jesus, we believe more than ever that she's got the whole world in her hand. Yes, she does. God has got us, got us, got us in her hands. So this is about the state of the world today. We are giving you a global LGBTQIA plus update. But before we do that, come on in, have a seat, grab yourself a coffee or an Arnold Palmer and enjoy, enjoy today. We are going to start with a praise report and prayer request. Should I get right into it, Azzy? His mic's off. Do we lose him? Sorry about that. Please tell me you were performing to a muted mic. I was. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm going to change my praise report. God, thanks for Azariah doing the show to a muted mic. Because that makes me laugh. Shut up. That's my praise report. I also have a prayer request. Okay. This is a good one, okay? This is from KJ. And KJ okay. wants us all to pray. Because KJ is looking for some educational resources specifically for Christians. KJ's dad is a pastor. And KJ is looking for educational resources specifically for Christians around transgender affirmation, inclusion, and belonging. Uh, Mm. KJ's family is still misgendering uh, KJ and KJ's partner. And it hurts. KJ, that's tough. Uh, Misgendering is difficult. People using dead names are, are a hard thing. But there's a huge learning curve sometimes for folks. and. God could teach you so much. Patience could be one of them. It's very difficult. Don't take it personal. But little by little, you'll be surprised with faith and with patience and with hope. You'll chisel away and you will see. You will totally see. It's difficult with you being a PK. This is so hard saying you're a PK, KJ. But (laughs) but you are. You're a pastor's kid. All right? And you know that that's a special thing. Being a PK comes with a lot of pressure. Yeah. And it's not always great, but don't forget you are a PK, but you're also a GC. You're one of God's children. So just have faith. And, you know, showing that you're asking for prayer says to me that you're on the right direction to find change within your family. So I'm going to continue to hold you up in prayer, KJ. Yeah, I'll be praying for KJ too. And uh, I would just want to direct them to a resource um, where uh, transgender affirmation, inclusion, belonging type of resources. Queertheology.com 
is a great resource for you. So um, I would just encourage you to check that out when you have time. But I have a praise report. I love the tone of that. Let's can we toot a little a couple of horns? Praise report. Okay. Blow that shofar. What's going on? Honey, there is a shofar in the house. Do you want me to get it? I will blow it. But my praise report is this. I got to go spend some time with a friend from high school. We spent the weekend together this weekend, and I haven't seen her in a while and really got to spend time with her because she has kids. She's married, right? And uh, so she drove an hour and a half north to come pick me up. And we were in a band together in high school called For For Him. 40 For Him? For For Him. <laughs> no, like we are... 44, four, four, 44 are four Honey, there are four of us in the band, this Christian band, and we are for God. You're like Christian me bad. Like you're calling me bad. Christianity. It's like something on the pages of the Sage movie. Like, just right, they wrote that movie about us, I think. <laughs> oh, no, sis. Wait, what were your hits? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't remember. It's been too long, honey. I'm old now. Did anyone, like... <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, what happens at, like, the Four For Him concert? <laughs> You like, get you get, get drunk in the Holy getting, Ghost, honey. You are passing <laughs> out because the Holy Spirit has arrived. She's here to slay. <laughs> uh, what got thrown on stage, if not underwears and bras? <laughs> Anointing oil. Okay, fabulous. Frankincense and myrrh. So you're just praising getting to hang out and kiki with your old gal pal. Yeah, it was so much fun. We I got her stoned. It was the first time she got stoned ever. And ever? So we, little, we ever. <laughs> and so we went on a little roller coaster ride. And You're like, thank you, God, for letting me corrupt my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, like she she was getting a little anxious throughout it. And I was just there, like, hey, it's fine. Look, like we're just hanging out. We're having you know. but it was a really good time. And like she said like as a busy mom you know and someone who deals with a lot of anxiety she said she actually really helped her and today like the next day which was today um i just got back from hanging out with her um you know she she said she felt rejuvenated and even rained overnight and we woke up to the sound of rain and it was just like like a good like touching my oats hanging out with my you know og friend from high school again you know and uh and we still love God together, and but and we're in different places of our lives, like you know. So um, it, it was really. I good. love that. I love that you say that support. you still love God, and you're in different places in your lives, and how God can be a connection for you and your friend, and that is something to praise. And I mean, I just love when you get to like kick it with someone that you you can feel their soul, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Well, I get that. Um, this brings us to. One of my favorite parts of the show, the scripture of the day, but I be boo boo. But first, we're gonna go to this break and we're gonna come right back. Listen up, Yas Jesuits. If you follow <laughs> us on Insta, you know that we are obsessed with CBD caring products. Obsessed. They are women owned. 
Vegas company started by a mother who's just trying to help her daughter heal. They started in their kitchen, but now they're here with a full operation in Las Vegas, yes. making these incredible projects that all started from a mother's love. And you know they love the LGBTQIA plus community mm-hmm. because they won the best float in the Vegas Pride Parade. Yes, they did. <laughs> their products are of the highest standard. Awesome quality CBD with no THC. No THC. That's important because... You're not going to get high, but you're going to get all the benefit. Yeah, their products are made from the highest quality natural ingredients. Never tested on animals, except for their pet products, which are quality controlled and approved by the founders, Doggies, Nacho, and Cerveza. (laughs) This is not your normal pet product. (laughs) They carry products from pain relief to skincare. I'm a huge fan of their comfort cream for sore muscles and joints. As a matter of fact, my shoulder's kind of hurting from the gym, Azzy. You might give me a little rub with that comfort cream. Oh, yeah, you get over here. Get over here. That feels so comforting and creamy. And let me tell you, they also have a CBD infused lubricant called knob polish or well other stuff you want to try that one out uh duh all right let's go do that and while we do that you should check out their website at cbdcaring.com or follow them at cbdcaring you won't regret it make sure to use the promo code yasjesus25 for 25 percent off your first order hey ozzy we're here and what is it what time is it Scripture of the day. Scripture of the day. Oh, oh, oh. Scripture of the day. It's all food. Ladies and gentlemen, I had the pleasure of singing that jingle with one of, if not the lead singer of Four for Him. Um, we're so happy. And we're just 44 Hyman. We're so happy to have um, uh, the lead singer of 44 Hyman here. Thanks for joining us today, Religious Trade. It's, it's honestly. It's a pleasure. The pleasure's all mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so I'm going to get right into this. Psalms, Psalm 47, 1 to 2. Clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout to God with loud songs of joy. For the Lord, the Most High, is awesome. A great king or queen over all the earth. Um, we need to be loud with songs of joy. We need to know that God is ruling above us. And we need to state the gospel. And the gospel says that the state of, of where we're at right now is not that great. The state of no. LGBTQ people around the world is uneven. It really is. Um, it's easy for us to think about our lives and our situation here in the United States because we live it. And the things outside of the U.S. are, are not always easy for LGBTQ people. Um, so today we want to look at the global community. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but... but I've been reading things for years online about what's happening in Uganda, how evangelicals have exported their game plan or their blueprint of Christian dominance over there and Christian values and the traditional family values, quote unquote, right? And so it's still happening today. And right now it's happening in places like Poland. And so we're going to talk about that today. Um, but we're not going to talk about every single country. Uh, we're, going to, we're going to do a well, little God bit. God is everywhere, though, but let's take a little journey. God is everywhere, but let's take a little journey around the world to show up a little bit of the good, the bad, and the ugly. So right now, there are 72 countries that criminalize being LGBTQ or having same-sex relationships. Six of those countries have death penalties. Other countries don't have criminalization laws, but they do have really restrictive laws that limit the ability for LGBTQ people to live out in public. So, yeah, even if a country, even if a country doesn't have the death penalty, there can still be really bad persecution for the LGBTQ community. Yeah, yeah. You and I were even talking to someone recently on the Growler Stream Live app that we've been doing, 
and we we ran into someone like and we were able to encourage him. But like you said, Poland is yeah, one of those places. We've talked to people right in Morocco. Now. We've talked to people in Saudi Arabia. I've had this discussion yeah. with a lot of people and what they're dealing with in a lot of their climates and um, yeah. how they have to eat secretly and and how they could lose their lives and their families. Yes. But in Poland right now, some interesting things are going on. It's not, like, it's not good, you guys. Like They've gone through a recent crackdown on, on LGBTQ people. Yeah. And so there's a, a huge rise of populism in Poland right now. And so in uh, throughout different parts of the country, they are creating these LGBT free zones. So local cities and counties across a third of Poland have adopted resolutions against LGBT propaganda or pro-family. Uh, so and these resolutions, they create hostile spaces for anyone who is not heterosexual or committed to the so-called natural family. And so these areas in Poland have become what's known as the LGBT free zones. And Poland is a very Catholic country. Um, and the Polish Catholic bishops have called for clinics to even be set up for LGBTQ people in efforts uh, for them to regain their natural sexual orientation. This is just like they've already kind of gone down the slippery slope with the populism and the extremism. Anything that just promotes gay people is uh, LGBT, uh, LGBT propaganda. And this whole pro-family push that they always have for, for heterosexuals only, that's pro-family. Yeah. Like Queer people have families. We yeah. are parts of families. I, I don't, I, it's just it, none of it ever makes sense to me. Um, it's like it's horrible. And what's going on in Russia is no better. Yeah, um, I mean... Poland is kind of used, is taking Russia's template for what has been done. And the Orthodox Church in Russia has played a huge role in these laws being passed. Um, and these laws are that, you know, you have to be 18 years old uh, or older to be at an LGBTQ film festival. Things right. that are appropriate like, for people. Like uh, porn or. Right. Yeah. It's like obscenity laws kind of thing, right? right? Like. Didn't you didn't you say that in Burbank, California? What what's the law there that's you have Yeah, in Burbank, California, there there are still antiquated laws that are still on the books that say that two people of the same sex can't dance together in a show without first notifying the sheriff mm -hmm. that that's happening. And then mm -hmm. also that people can't wear clothing in a show that is not of the gender that they were assigned at birth. And so mm -hmm. The owner of uh, Comedy Club, who also happens to be uh, on my management team, she told me all about this. And she's contacted the sheriff every time something like that was happening. Um, mm -hmm. and, and they're like, oh, you know, we don't care about this law. She's like, well, then take it off the books. Yeah. And they don't. But then, you know, they shut down her uh, drag bingo night that she had going on there saying that it was gambling when all of the mm -hmm. proceeds went to charities. They could use those laws when they want to. And they could exercise them when they want to, which is why they have to be removed from the books. Something as simple as that can still be used against us. But the problems are way worse in Russia. They have that anti-propaganda law that there could be no promotion, discussion, or acknowledgement of LGBTQ people in front of anyone under 18 years of age, which means that since like how we have the Trevor Project here, lots of youth support groups and stuff, all those lines have been shut down. Yeah. They can't, they have no resources. Yeah. Anything that is printed uh, has to have the 18 plus sticker on it. Any kind of printed material. Like you said, those uh, festivals, there's still an LGBTQ film festival that does go on um, in St. Petersburg. It's called the side by side LGBT film festival and anti LGBTQ mm -hmm. activists are trying to sneak teenagers into the, 
they could shut down the program. Yeah. They're sneaky little Bathshebas. Like, <laughs> listen, they're, they're little Judases. There's no representation. And like all the representation that there is on TV is when they get arrested. And so that's the story and the narrative that's being created. The anti-LGBT crackdown has been championed by the Russian Orthodox Church, like I was saying. And oh, what's yes. ironic yes, is the head of the Ukrainian Orthodox Church in Kiev, uh, which we need to make clear is not Russian, but they blamed sinful humanity and same-sex marriage for the coronavirus pandemic. But then he caught COVID-19 himself. <laughs> God is so funny. Listen, there was... There was Someone said online, they said, well, we didn't create COVID-19, but that robe, honey, we certainly did. (laughs) So despite this crackdown, there are still LGBTQ organizations operating in Russia and in Russian-controlled countries, and they do need your support. So some of those are, listen, honey, do you have your pen and paper? Whatever you're doing, get your phone out, out, open up the notes app. Yes. If you, this is, here's God's work right now. Here's God's work. Our brothers and sisters that are in other countries right now who are like in Chechnya right now. Um, and I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but this, no, it's, it's important to know this in Chechnya, which is like a neighbor to Russia. And the leader of that country is buddies with Putin. So surprise, surprise there. They are rounding up our brothers and sisters and non-conforming, non-gender conforming siblings and putting them in camps and they're torturing them. So I need you to open up the notes app on your phone right now. I need you to get your pen and paper out because here's some organizations in Russia that you can support directly to help aid them in their effort to bring these people to safety. So the Russian LGBT network, that's the name of one. Coming out, it's a cultural festival in St. Petersburg and the side-by-side LGBT film festival are something that we, you can start paying attention to and start supporting. There's a film actually on what's going on in Chechnya right now, a documentary that just came out, and they actually had to blur the faces. They used like technology in the, edit, in the editing program to blur the faces of our LGBTQ siblings that are, are being you know, targeted right now. And it's on HBO Max and it's called Welcome to Chechnya. So if you really want to do some, like a little bit of a deeper dive on this, look up that documentary on HBO Max. Yeah, it outlines the horrors faced by LGBTQ people, but also talks about the Underground Railroad to get them out. As we know, there's the Rainbow Railroad that works to get people who are LGBTQ out of places that are harmful, not just here, but other places. They're an organization that helps get them to safety. And if you saw Canada's Drag Race, the makeover challenge was refugees that have all fled from their country because they were LGBTQ. Oh, yeah, we need to care for them. We need to pay attention. We need to watch out for each other, just not here in the U.S., but also abroad. So in Turkey, let's turn our attention to Turkey. Turkey has been one of the most LGBTQ-friendly Muslim countries in the world. And it's probably more accurate to say that Istanbul was a queer-accepting place um, with a bustling queer community and nightlife. And Ross was actually there, our freaking deacon, Ross Murray, was there in 2014 and was telling us how rural Turkey is is much more conservative than, let's say, Istanbul. So a lot of the queer culture is in Istanbul. Um, But the crackdown against LGBTQ people has been slow building. And the new president, Erdogan, I might be mispronouncing that, has continued to exert control 
and building pressure. Yeah, he claimed um, that he got Netflix to stop filming LGBTQ inclusive shows in his country. You know, that's that reminds me of in Berlin in the 1930s with the rise of Hitler. There was such a vibrant queer culture in Berlin. There were, mm-hmm. you know, theaters, there were queer theater houses, cafes, publishing houses. Um, there was the Sex Institute, you know, there was so much going on. And what happened was one of Hitler's high ranking officers persuaded Hitler that another high ranking officer who's openly gay was trying to overthrow him and kill him and take his power. And so Hitler had that officer killed, the gay officer killed. And that's when they started targeting LGBTQ people. And so like in Turkey, how it's, it's slowly happening. In Russia, we see it happening again. It's through these decency laws. And they're like Berlin was on the edge of passing a law that would have given rights to LGBTQ people in public housing, accommodation, like what we just saw here in the United States with the Supreme Court this past summer. But when you have decency laws in place that will say, you know, oh, 18 and plus, and you can't, anyone under 18 can't be exposed to these people, this group of people, then that leaves room for the extremists to come in and to take it to another level. It makes sense that they would want to keep uh, LGBTQ people down if they're trying to control the country. It's always part of a bigger strategy when that's happening. Queer people are known historically to be creative thinkers and, and in America have risen up and like I feel in other places and I feel like they're threatened by that. We are organizers. We are um, group leaders. We are talkers. We are thinkers. Like Specifically, those are things that are culturally accurate to our group of people. And I think when you're trying to control a country, you don't want the loud, creative organizers to be in power. You want them to be shunned by everybody else. Yeah. You want people to obey, to abide by your eugenics, your, you know, like, ah, you don't want people to question and to divert. It does a few things. It makes uh, uh, non-queer people think, well, they're not treating me that bad, so they do have my back. So all the bad things that are happening to me, at least I'm not part of that part of society. Mm -hmm. And it gives them Mm -hmm. like a false sense of security as well as like a false sense of uh, pride or something that they're better than. Like it's all a class system. And what it does to the LGBTQ people who are already fearful because they're living in an environment that is persecuted, where they are persecuted, an environment that is more of a difficult way thing for them to navigate, it pushes them down. It, It makes it darker when it's already darkness out for them. So then they don't rise up. So that's why it's so important for us to live out loud and proud and be examples of love in this world, because that is the best thing a queer person could be on any soil is just an example of love. And I think that um, at the at the end of the day, that's all we can do. It's like the Care Bear stare. Like you just kind of just like put all of your energy that you can and all of your love for God and everything towards this. Um, This these are the places we need to pray for and and the people that we need to vote that are aware that all this stuff is happening to help to shape our country because a lot of our votes aren't a vote for us. It's a vote for the world. For example, some of the things that I've been following what's been happening in Uganda for years now. And in Uganda, they're currently trying to revive this bill called kill the gays bill. That's how it's been dubbed. Right. But it's actually, I think the the technical name of it is the anti-homosexuality bill. Not much better, you know, but this bill was really started. Not <laughs> right. This bill was started because three evangelical Americans went over to Uganda 
and held a conference about the dangers of homosexuality. And a lawmaker was in the room and he drafted this bill and the bill has the death penalty in it for LGBTQ people. And there was actually, there's video that I remember seeing when this first started because it really created a lot of such a harmful environment and climate for our LGBTQ siblings out there. Oh, Let man, me... I know it's not, I know it's not a, uh, a feasible thing in the time and the world we live in, but can you imagine us having like, just the way Ellis Island was opened up, having like this open asylum for queer people from around the world, how awesome America would become. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, for real. So unbelievable. If, and it would almost be like we would get all the people we lost in the AIDS crisis. Like, it, yeah. like, like we're, you're welcome here. We love you. Like, I, I mean, it just would be such an unbelievable thing. Um, I could only pray for something as wonderful as that to happen in the future. Uh, a little bit more about what's happening in Uganda. They are publishing the names and pictures of LGBTQ people on the front cover of newspapers with the words, hang them. And this country, Uganda, is like 90 plus percent Christian. It has been so colonized by the evangelical Christians. It's ridiculous. This was done by three people. This was started by three people. Can you see the power that a person has when you're sitting in your house and you're saying, I don't have, a po- I don't have the power I don't have the, who am I? Three idiots did this. Can you imagine what one genius led by God can do? That's right. You have that in you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah. If you have an idea, if you have a way that you can figure out that you can help these situations, that is your calling. Yes. We, it's going to be one of us. It's going to be a Christian who's queer that fixes this. Nobody else cares. Nobody else has skin in the game. Yeah. We're, we have to help our brothers and sisters in this world. And what can we do? I don't know. Azra and, and I have a podcast. We'll try other things too. What could you do? You can, you can support the organizations. Like right now, there's an organization in Uganda called SMUG, which is Sexual Minorities uh, of Uganda. And they work underground within Uganda. They constantly have to move their offices because they're being targeted by the police. And one of the videos that I'm talking about is the townspeople got one of the gay members, like they knew that he was gay and they beat him in the middle of the street and then set him on fire. I cannot. I don't, we I've have seen to. These same, kind of videos, these same kind of videos. We live in an information age, you guys. And I've seen the same kind of videos from Russia where they, they meet these kids on like a dating app and then they lure them out to the woods and then five guys like jump them and then post that on YouTube and it goes viral and it's legal for them to post it on YouTube and do that. So they can, they're encouraged to do such things. It's horrifying to watch those things. It's horrifying to watch those things. And the fact that they exist out there and it's not even being acknowledged by our government. We are America. We are the ones that have a hand in all of in peace. Yes. Bring me, you're poor, you're tired, you're hungry. Like that's, yeah, that's who we're supposed to be. Right. But we are Christians and they will know us by our love. love. And so today we're here to tell you that, you know, our brothers, our sisters, our non-gender conforming siblings, they need our love and our support. So, but there's also some good positive progress that's out there in this world. Yes. You know, before when we said there's 72 countries that criminalize LGBTQ people, well, that number is now less. Yes. 
the move to decriminalize has, has some momentum over the last few years. So in 2016, Belize's high court ruled that Section 53 of the Belize Criminal Code, which criminalized carnal intercourse against the order of nature, was unconstitutional. And that ruling was appealed and the ruling was upheld in 2019. So that's progress. That's good. You know, the biggie was in India, though, when the Supreme Court of India overturned a law that was put in place by England when it colonized India. And uh, it was a law placed back in 1533. And it was called England's Buggery Act. That was a long struggle. It was from 1533. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. From 1533. And so the Supreme Court of India, you know, overturned the law. And so now you can be openly LGBTQ and being gay is not a crime. Can you believe that that was a crime? It was a crime. Many of the countries that criminalize LGBTQ people have those laws on the books from the British Empire. Mm hmm. And the latest country to decriminalize the LGBTQ community is Gabon. And what's interesting about Gabon is that it didn't happen through a court ruling like so many other countries have. It was legislative. So it was passed by the elected leaders, which to me, that's harder. I think it's a lot harder work to do, like, because it, it requires like more one-on-one -on -one meetings, whereas in the court, you just, it works its way through and... You just kind of cross your fingers, it feels like. That's my understanding <laughs> of how of the process. Because, you know, when you, when you want to pass something, you have to go to, the, at least here in the U.S. I don't know about in, in Gabon, but in the U.S., you know, traditionally you present your request or your idea to lawmakers and you have to get enough on your side to support a majority. And, you know, you know, first there's a hearing and then it gets approved in a committee and then it goes to the floor for a vote. You know, and then it has to get passed by the other house. So it's like a process and you got to convince a lot of people. But through the courts, you can just sue and so much court it's one by money. It's so much here in America. Yes, 100 percent it is. And but you were to saying me, going through the courts, going through the courts, you can just sue. And then, it, you know, one court will say yes or no. And then if it goes in your favor, great but the other side's more likely to appeal. And then you got to present your argument again to a, an appeals court. And then if the appeals court, you know, then it could go to the Supreme Court, you know. You can't sit down with a judge and try to persuade a judge, you know. Um, so that's great for Gabon, though. It's, it, to me, that speaks to a change of heart in the society there when the lawmakers are, are the ones doing it. Like in Botswana in 2019... Uh, the high court overturned a colonial era law that punished gay sex by up to seven years in prison. And then Trinidad and Tobago decriminalized in 2018 with another high court ruling. Yeah, it's, it's more than just decriminalization because honestly, like just not being illegal isn't really enough. We actually need rights. We need, we need true equality. Taiwan is the first Asian country to pass marriage equality. It happened in 2019 <laughs> after court cases, a failed referendum and more time in the court system. There was a group of Taiwanese that visited New York City Pride at the 50th anniversary of Stonewall in 2019. And they were so excited that they just surpassed this milestone in time for World Pride. It's so sweet. Mm -hmm. And as we said at the beginning of this, the situation for queer people around the globe is a constant flux. It's a pendulum, honey. It swings back and forth. Yeah, places and that Berlin, used to be safe havens, places that were, were, were places that were safe have gotten more dangerous. 
and places yeah. that were dangerous have become safer. Yep, we see that with Berlin. Berlin is once again a thriving queer city. Like, it's all there, honey, again. But it wasn't. It was very bleak for a moment. Um, but there's always LGBTQ advocates working on the ground in every country. And some of the groups are secular, some are religious. They are all working for safe LGBTQ community within their country. So what can we do? We can follow and support those who are doing good work. That's right. So one great secular organization to follow is Outright Action International. They are based in the U.S. Uh, They're often working through the United Nations and the U.S. State Department to get international attention and assistance for LGBTQ organizations on the ground. If you want to support Christian organizations doing some great LGBTQ advocacy work, check out these. The Global Justice Institute. Now, they support the thriving of the LGBT community throughout the world through the Christian ministry of the Metropolitan Community Church. They not only build and support LGBTQ inclusive churches around the world, but they also advocate for laws that protect LGBTQ community no matter where they live. The Fellowship, Global of the Fellowship of Affirming Ministries, forms relationships between LGBTQ inclusive black churches in the United States and supports LGBTQ inclusive churches in Africa. They've been at the forefront of the Kill the Gays Bill in Uganda and supporting safe worshiping communities throughout Africa. I love that. And so we have a tithe love offering ask for you this week. Support and visit either the Global Justice Institute and the Fellowship Global. Learn what they do and throw them a couple of bucks, honey, to support their work. Our siblings need us all around the world. Put a little gas in the tank. Let them help them. them. You guys, thank you so much. We're going to close in prayer. Lord, we come to you today talking about the global crises of the LGBT community around the world. It's our brothers and sisters. It's your children. We, we need strength. We need, we need to figure out how to do this. We need strategies. We need to believe in ourselves enough to accomplish things in order to make change. We need to vote. And we need to vote for people that know what these issues are and have spoken on these issues. We yes. can't assume that everybody knows that all of this is going on. And we have to speak upon it and talk about it, and raise awareness, and have discussions with our friends. We ask you, God, for the strength and the, of, of our memory to remember all those facts when we need them, and for the opportunities to arise to have these conversations. God, I just ask that for our siblings who are on the other side of this planet, who might be in the same state as me, but specifically right now, those around the world who are sleeping under the same stars, who are sweating under the same sun, done and that are created by the same God as me, that God, that you send them your comfort, your healing powers, and your protection. And we pray that for, for our siblings in Russia, for our siblings in Chechnya and Turkey and Uganda, that you just put a hedge of your protection around them and that, and that no harm shall come near them, that no pestilence, no disease will come near them because you are with them in this darkness right now. And you have empowered some of us who are listening right now to help them. And I also want to thank you for the moments that we have, like with I, when I had with my friend to reconnect and, and to spend time with. I, I thank you for that. And I thank you for the protection that you give us and the promise that you are always with us. And Lord, we'd like to ask that you lift up KJ and help KJ find educational resources specifically for Christians about transgender affirmation, inclusion, and belonging. We pray that you cover KJ and KJ's partner and help them not take it so personally 
help them not feel that hurt. We pray that KJ's family can see KJ for KJ and, 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 and transcend gender. And especially since the fact that KJ is a PK, Lord, we ask that KJ's dad, who is a pastor, can see the light around this so KJ's dad can spread that message, that good news to people who really need to hear it. KJ, I pray for you right now that maybe you can use some of the facts in today's episode about things that are happening around the world to open the eyes of your father and show your father the state of the world and how people are treating LGBTQ people and how none of this is the word of God. I'm so grateful to be here with this podcast and have this message in a country that allows us to speak our minds in other countries. We could be killed for having a podcast like this and that Mm -hmm. it's not lost on us, Lord. And we thank you so much for our team and we thank you for Ross and, and our entire team. And we're just so grateful that we could all be here together and that we can keep spreading your word. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to another episode of Yes, Jesus. You can find us on social media at Yes, Jesus Pod or on our website, YesJesusPod.com. Send your praise reports, your prayer requests, episode ideas, guest ideas, or even just a hello. We would love to hear from you. Yes, Jesus is hosted by me, Danny Franzese, and Azariah Southworth. Music, sound, editing, and all things audio are done by Chris Heckman. Our show is produced by the freaking Deacon Ross Murray. Special thanks to Sophia Serrano and Meredith Hawley. Yas Jesus is brought to you by Oddity. Oddity execs are Ryan Lochner, Jessica Bastillos, and Steve Michaels. Keep praising the Lord, y'all. Ah!